then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. Ooh, I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we living. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? One out there in the social media world, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, my name is Jamar Jabari, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in and looking at the back of my kitchen once more. <laughs> um, if you like this video, uh, please share, subscribe. Um, I'm going to have in the details below about the link to support as well, too. It's the anchor uh, link. You just go right down, support. Uh, $199, $499, $999, whatever your heart desires will definitely be helpful. We have no corporate backers, and we are grassroots uh, type of level. So it's always good to uh, just keep on supporting what you feel is good for the cause. It's like this is a podcast platform and talk about music, politics, and culture. That will always be the concept here on this podcast. And speaking of culture and politics, I have a very special guest, Norman LeBron. Norman LeBron is a community outreach coordinator for this awesome group called Q+. Um, Norman, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. And I, I want to also thank the organization for uh, like um, being willing to have to have you on here. Um, I was very nervous to think, oh, maybe I'm not worthy, you know, and I didn't want anyone to, I didn't want anyone to feel that, oh, no, we don't know you yet. And I'm like, hey, it's my time to get to know y'all. <laughs> so no, we were never this is really that, a privilege. Yeah. <laughs> like people treat us the same way because we've only been around for like three, four years at this point. So like, mm -hmm. I don't think we would ever do that to another org just starting out. Oh, thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. And what is your pronouns, uh, Norman? Uh, my pronouns are he, him, his. Okay. Thank you. Um, my pronouns is uh, he, him, his as well, too. I need to Thank start getting in the habit of always doing that. Um, by the way, guys, we got to always keep doing that. I do that a lot in person, but I have an issue with doing that on camera, which is a habit I, I need to freaking break. Um, but you said Q Plus started about four or five years ago. Um, and a little background, I was a part of life in my days, and I and sometimes we did a little coalition work with uh, a group called true colors, which is no longer around. And when I saw uh, the, I was on the zoom call where you guys came out and talked about the work that y'all are doing while, while uh, living colors was um, dissolving. Um, life in my days also has dissolved as well too, unfortunately. Um, but I was so amped up because I was like, Oh my God, who is going to take on this work? The, the conversation about queer youth, is is so at large on scale right now and all you hearing is voices from cis uh misogynistic 
assholes. Let's let's just be real. That's who exactly who they are. Totally. That have one thing in mind: control and policing of kids' bodies. And as being a queer, a, a former queer child, I took a very big, um, like. I felt so threatened by it. I feel like the rhetoric is so much more stronger than it was in the past. And maybe I'm over-exaggerating because I'm only 30 years old. Um, but we could get to that point. We're going to first, let's, let's break it down. <laughs> we'll get to the talk about uh, uh, youth, queer youth, and all the work that you guys do around that with um, keeping their stories. But first, let's talk about how uh, Q Plus started. <laughs> um, sure. So... Uh, a whole bunch of us had already been volunteering for True Colors, uh, which was the, mm -hmm. the queer youth organization in Connecticut before us. Um, and we were getting requests from the kids that uh, they wanted to say in the programming that involved them. A lot of times, uh, especially with like different groups of youth, they're kind of like dictated to. And state organizations and funders often think they know what's best for the kids when the kids are saying one thing and the funders are like, okay, well, actually, we know what's best for you. So, like, they'll do the complete opposite thing. Um, and one thing in particular that the kids were uh, requesting was a space where they could perform drag and poetry and different performing arts that wasn't a club. That wasn't a bar. Mm. They felt like they wanted to mm. perform, but there wasn't really a space in Connecticut that was accessible to them. Um, so the first thing we did in 2019 was we started doing queer youth open mics. Um, our very first one was in May of 2019. It was at the Little Square Foot Theater over in Wallingford. And it was like a huge hit. Everybody loved it. Everybody had a great time. Um, and ever since then, we've just kind of like built on that. Um, and then when True Colors ended up disbanding, uh, we kind of took over a couple of their support groups. So we do have a Tuesday support group on Tuesday nights over Zoom. And we also have a game night that we took over on Thursday night. Mm. And that that's absolutely awesome. I mean, you guys are expanding and growing. Um, yes. Which is which is absolutely dope. How was that process? Um, was it was it lingering? Or was there a lot of pushback? Or was it a little easier? Because um, I know it's a lot to take on after the, the dissolving of uh, uh, of of True Colors. So. Um, we did expand into some other programs we do. So we took over those two groups that I just mentioned, mm -hmm. and now we have, uh, two youth groups that meet on Fridays in person. One meets on Fridays in West Hartford at a church and the other group meets every other Friday in Middletown. Um, and those are the two groups we have going now. We are planning to expand out into other cities and towns because we keep getting requests from all over the state. Um, That's absolutely awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that that's kind of like the way we're building now. Um, at first, we were like a little bit iffy about going into churches. But honestly, the churches have been like super supportive. I've been really surprised. That's um, amazing. At first, we were just like, oh, I don't know if I want to do a church. But then there's been mm -hmm. a whole bunch of uh, open and affirming churches that have been more helpful than everybody. And they're the ones that are just like, please use our space for free. Mm -hmm. um, so like I'm, I was really pleasantly surprised with that. We did get some pushback because um, we do have a GSA portion of our program um, that goes into schools and does in services. We'll consult with your GSA and your GSA coordinators for mm. free. Um, and I think that's where we're getting like the most pushback because we go in and identify problems and then the administration just seems to be either like apathetic or they don't really care to like change anything. Um, so uh, we're working with a few school systems on that kind of stuff right now. 
So for my audience, can you explain uh, what GSA um, is? What, is that a, uh, no problem. <laughs> um, GSA is, it stands for Gay Straight Alliance. Um, no. It is, the, the name is kind of dated um, because now we have like more than just gay and straight. Um, but for a lot of people, that is the group that like all the queer kids go to, to like mm-hmm. uh, work on stuff together, to collaborate, to meet other queer kids. Um, and it has been proven that just having a GSA reduces the risk of suicide among LGBTQ youth. Just knowing mm-hmm. that that resource is there is really important for kids. And we have certain school districts that are not allowing their schools or their kids to have GSAs. So that's kind of like one of our battlefronts that we're dealing with right now. Yeah, I remember I met Ace um, at, at GSA and um, at Houstonic Community College when I was just starting because i was so closeted and i was just starting to like branch out and want to actually like acknowledge who i was and i that, that's where i first learned about that group i never actually officially joined um but i met ace through there and it was like it, it, i learned that a lot of people are like me and because you know i came from a very hard church background which mm-hmm. was very very like no, 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 pray the gay away type of lifestyle, um, and I, I didn't see a very uh, open uh, church foundation until I moved to New Haven, where literally on the green there's like three open welcoming gay churches, which I was so shocked about. It was like a whole new phenomenon to me, and that's that that makes me happy that there's others in Connecticut that are also contributing um, to helping out. With Q plus because that is such a big deal. Um, going into the schools, um, this might be a, a large part. I hopefully it's not a large part because <laughs> I have other questions. I don't want to keep you for so long, but we definitely have to talk about this because um, from my from my background, what I have done was I worked for Mio, which is a dissolved uh, government funded nonprofit um, where we talked about. Uh, safe dates and we talked about what abuse looks like and the spectrums of abuse uh physical mental um go um i don't remember and then we um the queer community within kids schools um and we were teaching like eighth seventh graders um, but it was so brief. It was like a mention that, oh, by the way, they're gay kids here and we should love mm-hmm. and respect them. And then the kids are like, oh, no, 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 you know, because they're kids and they, we've all been raised in this reactionary, uh, homophobic society. So I wasn't really shocked about how the kids would respond to this, but looking at the curriculum, I was kind of disappointed that that was not actually like a big part. And I think that is what the schools really need. And like there are some that are receptive, some that are biased towards it. Um, and here in Connecticut, there's a huge anti-trans uh, movement that is building, um, that is Republican um, inspired as much as people try to just hide it between the girls. It's 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 a huge uh, political campaign. How we know because these bills that they are proposing are all over the country. They are being proposed all over the damn country. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's unique. And what happened in Florida is definitely uh, 
an understanding that Florida is like the not even the first. There was it was other states as well too that I can't even think of. But it's it's there's a huge sentiment to attack trans youth and to attack queer youth. <clears throat> I just said a lot there. (laughs) We're seeing the same thing um, in schools. I feel like uh, we always get emails throughout the week from people in different school districts around the state. And um, ever since a certain person came into office, uh, we've seen an Mm. uptick in bullying, um, not just from students, but from teachers and administration as well. And it's like really weird when I hear these stories about like teachers using the wrong pronouns or like misgendering someone on purpose, not only doing that, but encouraging like everybody else in the class to do the same thing. Um, And then you bring those issues up to the administration and they seem not to like want to move forward because they don't want their school to look bad. So then like nothing ends up getting taken care of. And that's when like they call us in to kind of like talk to people and say like, okay, no, students actually have like these rights. And Connecticut actually has guidance. It's not like codified into law yet, uh, but Connecticut has guidance mm-hmm. on how to um, treat trans students, how to, you know, like what you can allow them to do and like how to address them properly. Um, but uh, it's really clear that some people haven't, like it has to be codified into lawsuit because like just having that guidance there on the state level mm-hmm. isn't doing enough. Yeah. So I did not know, you just taught me something there. I thought that it was already in law, the protections Mm -hmm. that we have. Um, And that bothers me, especially seeing how easily Roe versus Wade could just be just swiped under. Um, So it's a lot more easier now for these these, uh, fanatics that are against uh, queer youth um, to try to, like, change things um mm-hmm. and that's it's a lot of people listening should be aware of this and they should also um want to get mad and to the point that we have to organize and get this we should push this democrat state to actually i don't know be a democrat state that they say they are and protect mm-hmm. these kids and codify their money where their mouth law. is right 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 um um so is so what what can I know, I know um, that you're most focused on the uh, the morality of uh, the schools for these kids. So there's no campaigns or anything um, that you know of that are plugged into trying to get this codified into law. Just on the side note, um, not that I personally know of. Um, mm-hmm. Like it was just it was, there was a whole campaign just to get the guidance out to schools. Mm. Um, and I think the like codifying those guidances into law, it's a state law so that everybody has to follow it um, would take a lot more lobbying on our part. Mm. But um, I think we're up for the fight for at least a few years to come because it looks like that's how long it's going to take. Right. Yeah. And are teachers leaving or like, are you seeing more teachers being recessive after they learned that they're being wrong about these things or is it? Uh, more negative backlash um i've seen a little bit of both like some people literally just um they haven't really bothered to educate themselves on the changing language and um how to uh, respectfully address people so like um i think once they find out they're like oh okay well i'm sorry you know um but like for a lot of the teachers actually most of them uh it is kind of like a backlash where they're just kind of standing on their beliefs and they're just like well no mm. i knew them as a girl before so i'm just going to address them this way and uh oh, it's more like them standing on what they believe and and 
not caring if they're disrespectful to the trans kids. And 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 it's like you it's like they refuse to get to know them when they do that part. And it's like they put them more in harm's way um when they do that part. Like I think of what's recently coming in the news with the situation with Dwayne Wade and his ex-wife. And mm-hmm. he was explaining that you haven't sat down with Zendaya uh, I said Zendaya with Zaya and actually spoke to Zaya about how she feels and what she wants and how what she is experiencing. And like you don't really he's like telling his ex-wife that you don't know your daughter as much as you think you know her. And <laughs> and this kind of goes back to yeah. Yeah, this kind of goes back to like one of the core issues we had when starting Q+, aside from the trans issues, aside from LGBTQ issues. Um there's this underlying issue that people who are minors who are under 18 aren't considered full human beings. Um and they don't have the same rights as like a full-grown human adult has. Uh so uh, under state law and under federal law you're allowed to like do all these things and be disrespectful and because they don't have full personhood literally under the law. I'm sorry, we just missed you for a few oh, seconds. <laughs> Can you repeat that? That was my internet right there. That wasn't StreamYard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um so what I was saying is that, like what you just said actually reminded me of one of our core issues that mm-hmm. um under the law children do not have rights. Minors do not have rights. So people are allowed to do all sorts of things with them and, and move them around in ways that like wouldn't be acceptable for a normal adult human because like they're not considered fully human under the law. And so right. like when they're sitting there requesting these things and requesting that you respect them, requesting that you respect their identity, people don't feel like they have to. Um, and a lot of times they're also subject to like a lot of abuse by the parents because like once again, they don't have control over their own life and their own bodies. Mm. Yeah, that oh my god, you know, I never even really thought of it that way, but like, that is true. Like, especially here in Connecticut, a lot of these kids don't have rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we should give them rights, honestly, to like so they can feel that they can hold their own as an individual. Um, and you know, I get into these conversations a lot with friends that are my age, of course. <laughs> um, and we talk, we we had, and I feel like this is like a conversation that I wish that we could bring to a conclusion that you guys are wrong and you have to see it from a different perspective because this is just a reactionary culture that is embedded within our capitalist system that we've all been raised in to fear things we don't understand mm-hmm. instead of, and you know, my father and my mother, they just now are accepting who I am, but I'm 30 years old. So that took a long time. And I was very, very afraid, you know, but so it inspires me to see these kids that are trying to live their truths and struggling to fight. And, and we as adults need to back them and support them. And that, and that's why I'm so glad that Q plus is doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm glad that your family supports you. That's like a really huge deal. That's like another factor in pre- preventing suicide. Um, they found that if when you're an LGBTQ teenager, having just like one adult in your life that supports you and cares about you greatly reduce, re- reduces your risk of suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, so on that, do you guys. So I know that there's a, a organization called Trans Lifeline. Yes. Um, 
do is do you guys have like a little training in that as well too with these schools um we do not have a training with trans lifeline i mean we we refer people as a resource to trans lifeline sometimes mm-hmm. um but we don't have like a like a specific we we do have like a, a training for um how to support queer and trans youth if that's what yeah. you're asking about uh, and then we yeah like yeah i was thinking like if there's like a way yeah because i know that you have the groups and these groups they're like open mics and all types of events mm-hmm. um which is the next part is that it's such a big deal that that changes the culture because a lot in the past we have found safe space at bars and everything but it wasn't really something that you know is positive like a lot of people are trying not to use alcohol a lot of people used to be alcoholics and don't want to you don't want to go back to that um so and then with kids um you know they always make that argument why are kids at drag shows and all stuff like that they shouldn't be at bars like it was a very push thing but you know it's a part of queer culture and in in given the space where there's no alcohol and it's actually a space for kids that could actually like take part that's a big that's a great idea i've never even thought of that (laughs) you know yeah so like they do complain about kids at drag shows but like we've done like a lot of open mics at this point um Mm -hmm. and i have like i'll I'll do a little confession i have like two maga parents like they're Mm -hmm. like maga anti-vax like everything god bless they so and they're always asking me like what are you doing with them kids because they they think i'm like they think i'm indoctrinating them or you know like when i because at first i didn't really tell them what i was doing i was just like oh i'm going to church to youth group this friday and they would be like oh that sounds good and then after they realized what it was they were just like what are you teaching them kids in that youth group and um (laughs) you know i was like honestly it's just a space for them to be themselves it's a space Mm -hmm. for them to hang out a lot of these kids they're bullied so much in school we've had kids that are just like, I found my first set of like real friends in Q plus because that was Mm -hmm. the first time they felt like they could just like let loose and be themselves and not have to worry about like everybody like constantly bullying and harassing them. That's what it's really about. Just giving them that space to just be, you know, like I don't have to indoctrinate them. I don't have to like fill their head with all sorts of stuff. You know, I, I just like my main goal is to have them feel safe and accepted and supported by the adults around them. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. I apologize about that glitch, but I heard everything you said. And that is exactly what um, I'm talking about. Just the, just having the space because there's, not that much space and it's and, and it's always a great way i know as a teenager for me um we had poetry club and we had um i can't uh well actually i went to a whole performing arts school as well too and, oh, wow. and then, then the gay came out so strongly so briefly <laughs> but <laughs> it's to have a spot where you don't feel judged you're and you're exactly. with people that are like you you know what i mean like i know i understand I, I even think of it from like a people of color level where you know there's people that are pissed in schools how there's like people of color only 
uh, spices and stuff and, and college and stuff like that. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. college you're supposed to experience everybody. I'm like, no, sometimes you just need to be with your people. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to be able to debrief. You need to be able to relax, confide in others that actually understand you. Um, exactly. Because you're literally the whole time just hiding in and, and trying to be cordial <laughs> honestly that's literally what you're trying to do with your existence out in society because society is so barbaric um you how, how many kids do you guys deal with on a on a, on a weekly basis uh, i'd say like whenever i go to youth group on friday nights it could be anywhere from like 15 to 20 something kids in mm. the church um, and I, I don't run the online groups myself, so I don't really know the attendance for that, but it's just like anywhere from around like, you know, seven to a dozen kids usually like are rotating in and out of the online zoom groups. Mm. And then, uh, for our open mics, we usually get like a really good turnout. So we actually just had like a Halloween open mic down in Middletown as part of their main street trick or treat thing. I saw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now for adults. Do is there any uh is there any uh opportunities that adults can uh take a take a part of with Q plus? Of course, of course, we're always looking for for help. Um, the I told you that like we're always kind of like expanding out into yeah. different towns because we get requests. Um, right now we can only hire and staff so many people. Um, so if you want us to start a group in your town, what I would say is, uh, if you want, you can help us start the group. Um, you can connect us with other organizations in that in that town or that municipality that can offer a space or like another organization that we can collaborate with to start a group with mm. um, because that's that's really how we're going to get everything done is like through collaborating with organizations that are like already kind of doing the work in the community um, and we do have a few groups lined up we're trying to start one in stores mansfield area um, I think there's one starting up in Portland, right across the bridge from Middletown. And then we're starting a black and brown queer youth meetup in Hartford. Um, by next year, we're supposed to start that up. Uh, we're still looking for like spaces to host. We have a few perspective spaces, but like if anybody in Hartford wants to collab with us, reach out and give us a call and uh, we'd be happy to work with you. Awesome. I'll definitely put that information below and I'll talk to Kirill about that too, because we definitely need, we definitely could have some more space like that in New Haven. Um, there's, there's a lot of groups in New Haven, but I feel like that we all became detached and need some reconnection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would just leave it there with that. Okay. <laughs> I want to air out <laughs> New Haven right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but you know but it's just you know it's just that thing you know when i feel like that was i I feel like that's what uh true colors have brought true colors have brought you guys um to 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 like become great organizers to do this work without them Mm -hmm. and 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 moving on without them and and it's okay that is okay um and it shows just how important this type of work is needed um T-Door is coming up, um, yeah. and there's a huge – I see that there's a big uh, effort going out um, all around the state for T-Door on November 20th. I saw a flyer where there was, like, a, a good number of cities and stuff like that. Um, are you guys a part of, or, or part of that uh, 
that uh, that event that's going to be happening all around? Um, yes, yes, we are uh, going to be doing stuff for Trans Day of Remembrance. Um, I know we have like a few meetups planned for that mm-hmm. day, um, but I'm not sure which. But I can get you the information after the interview. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, because um, I, I I love I I love the fact that this was able to like yearly annually around to continue and it keeps growing, especially in New Haven, the crowd gets bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, And it shows the solidarity. It really does show the real true solidarity. Um, And I think um, after everything that's like going on right now, um, it just really is. I, I think it's so important that this like gets bigger and bigger to like show these people that you're not, you don't get to say because like literally everywhere I, everywhere I go, um, cause I'm a podcaster. So of course I collab with other podcasters. I talk with other podcasters, journalists and stuff like that. And I get into arguments with, with, I call them my peers. I'm gonna call them my peers. I get into argument okay. with my peers <laughs> because these guys are all cis and straight majority of them. And they just don't, I'm like just the bare minimum. How about you bring someone on as queer to talk to them? Just that simple. If you wanna, if you wanna like be biased about trans people, get a trans journalist on, trans activist on, and have this conversation and shut up yeah. and listen. First of all, and actually you know, have a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're just blah blah blahing all on their platform, and it's 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 discouraging. It really is. Shame on you guys. Honestly, it's not right. So the whole thing with like Trans Day Remembrance, um, I feel like my boss and I have like traditionally had a problem with it. Like we're we're doing stuff for it now, of course, because you mm-hmm. know like our, um, but like, uh, why do we only like celebrate and commemorate trans people when they died? Mm. why yeah like we need to be respecting them and celebrating them and supporting them like year round not just like when they die your life is worth so much while you're alive you know like we can celebrate you while you're still here we can support you while you're still here so that it doesn't get to the point where we have to do a candlelight vigil for you Mm -hmm. yeah and i think like that's that's really what we try to focus on but like we don't mind doing Trans Day Remembrance. It's just like when whenever like TDOR comes up every year, like those are the feelings that like come up, and we end up having like a whole like conversation about it. That no, no, that's really that's really is a big deal. Um, and and it also brings up the conversation on what trans people go through, especially like the violence that is always ignored. And I had people literally told me, well, probably the reason why you heard about this is because they are known for this and that, and it's probably not a thing. I'm like, how ignorant? (laughs) How fucking ignorant would you say something like that? Like, that's not true. Like, it's a a rising issue, especially amongst Black trans women. And 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 I think it's it's so important to to like you said like I I agree like acknowledge and show them love while they're here mm-hmm. and not just you know I want to do a visual the visual is, is so much important as well too but it's also important to acknowledge and give them their flowers while they're here and let them know that they're exactly. loved and, um that's I have lost a few trans friends um by suicide and. And that's the first thing that always comes to mind with me. I don't want to get emotional, sorry. <laughs> but no, cool, just cool. acknowledging, I was like, did I did I honor them? Did I make them know that I did I let them know that I that I also loved and cherished them? Was was I a good friend? Did I do the right thing? And I think a lot of people think about that. 
mm-hmm. but I think about that especially around trans and queer people 24/7 whenever I hear we lost someone um because it's 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 just so near and dear um to my heart um and and this is why I want to bring people on like you and and other activists and organizers around the community to have this conversation so people that do listen um, especially my shout out to my queer friends that listen that they they feel that there is support there is love there is uh respect um, um would you say Connecticut is the safest for LGBTQ youth um and LGBTQ adults in the states or or do you do you think that I would say so much safer. this would be the last question actually <laughs> um I wouldn't say it's the safest um, right now, in the current climate, I wouldn't brand any state in the United States as like, oh, come here. It's like the safest place for you. Um, mm-hmm. There's always bullshit going on. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. but um, No, you're allowed to curse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but we, like, I do on a state level see people really trying. Um, and as other states become more homophobic and codify that homophobia and transphobia into law, um, I'm seeing Connecticut really make an effort statewide, you know, like at the government level to try to like be the place that, okay, well, if you feel like you can't live in Alabama or Texas or Florida anymore, you can move here and we're going to take care of your kid and we're going to help them get on therapy and we're going to help them transition and we're going to help them with support services. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've even seen like a whole like marketing effort around that, um, this past year at Middletown Pride, uh, people from the Connecticut Tourist uh, organization were walking around with like "Find Your Vibe" and "See" T-shirts because they mm-hmm. want Connecticut to become like a place where like you can find you know your group of people and you can fit in, and um, they want Connecticut to be that welcoming state. So um, even though I don't feel like right now um, it's like I would say it's the safest, but I do feel like we are a lot safer than other places, and we're trying. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that vibe as well too. All around with just even like hearing what Ned Lamont says, he's like, "Oh, come to Connecticut." He's trying to like get people to come to Connecticut a lot, um, and then I'm just like, "I we could we should want that, but we should also, like you said, understand that nowhere in the United States really is you truly safe at, and we need to focus on taking care of our people here first before we just." invite everybody to come yeah. here expecting this type of like oh well they said that that we're going to be very respected and and protected under under their laws then and then it's not happening it's like how is that going to look like why would you promote it if you can't even do it effectively and connecticut is a very small state so i always say that this is the building ground for to do something extraordinary that experiment that an experiment where people can try it out elsewhere there's no there's no theory without practice as that's exactly. that's my socialist brain all the time there's no theory without practice so i think it's so important that um that 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 conversation of acknowledging that we have to do more and also acknowledge that that um before bringing people in um how how are we <laughs> how what level are we at <laughs> i'm trying to articulate it in a certain way but no, I get you, I get you. it's not working out <laughs> So what's so we're, we're we're getting down to the end, and I don't want to take any more of your time. What what any announcements that Q Plus is uh, working on, um, and anything anything interesting 
that's going down. Uh, I kind of <laughs> already let the cat out of the bag. You know, we're like starting yeah. groups. Uh, we, we do have the Black and Brown Queer Youth Meetup coming up mm-hmm. next year. We're going to try to start it by January. Um, we have like some groups in a few other towns that are starting, but we're still trying to like procure spaces and collaborations for those. Um, they did just start uh, a Magic the Gathering meetup in New Haven. Um, it's Ooh. at uh, AIDS Project. New- no, actually, they're not AIDS Project New Haven anymore. APNH. A place to nourish your health. Yeah. Um, APNH, I'm down the yeah. street from that. That's hilarious. I used to yeah, play Magic so, the like, Gathering. <laughs> on Wednesdays, on certain Wednesdays, I don't know if it's maybe like one or two Wednesdays a month, they're going to be hosting like an MTG thing for uh, kids to go and learn. And they've actually wow. put together like uh, pre-assembled decks. And um, yeah, like people can go in there and, and pick up magic. So, um, And we also, this past summer, we had a queer social justice oriented summer camp program. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're trying to turn that into like a year long thing, uh, kind of turn it into like a queer student leadership thing that we can do all year long. Mm. That's awesome. And I wanted to say, I wanted to say thank you so much for all the work that you guys do there and please continue and don't, don't, don't let the nonprofit world ever try to discourage you. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> and you got support. <laughs> You got some. Oh, as as a former nonprofit guy, I totally. You know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what, that's why okay. I wanted to bring that up. Like, don't ever let them discourage you. <laughs> 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 well, everybody, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, again, if you like the conversation that we had uh, with Le- with Norman LeBron, community outreach organizer here at Q Plus. Oh my God. I just realized that I put the wrong bottom. I'm about to edit that part. Okay. Because it went from here, talking about Drea, uh, to here. Okay. I just made a stupid mistake and I didn't realize it because I already had your name above. So I'll have to fix that. There's some editing that's going <laughs> to go down today. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for, for coming out um, to the podcast. Thank you so much for. Um, listen, listening to everyone that's listening and like, share, subscribe, um, and support. I'll have it on the link below. Um, on Q Plus, you can do all the happenings, and also if you really love and enjoy this podcast, definitely support because it is definitely going to help out with more content like this. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Norman, and I hope you have a really good day. Oh yeah, and I love to see you see you again in the, in the future. You know what I mean? Whatever, you 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 guys have a media outlet here. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, have a good day. Oh wait, you're you, you're editing this afterwards. Yes. Okay. Can I ask you some questions? Not like like off the record. Oh okay. Yeah. How long have you been doing this podcast? Um, about a. A year, almost two years. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, um, I saw the intro, and you have, like, so many interviews that you, like, stitched together for the intro, and it looked like you've been doing it a long time. Yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) I dropped a lot of episodes. (laughs) This is, like, my my baby right now. I I have interviewed at least over 80 people, I believe. At least. Yeah. Yeah, in the past 
almost two years. Yeah, I've been wow. crazy about this. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. It's like, like you're dedicated to your craft. So, yeah, I'm trying. You know, I'm I'm definitely trying. Um, it's hard because it's a lot of work, but I get help, and then when I get the help, it makes life easier. So, it is what it is. Thank you, Danny Shaw. By the way, should shout him out. He's one of the the guys that help brings the journalists on and stuff like that. A little un- unofficial official producer. Shouts out to all the publicists, by the way, that that actually tolerate me and my crazy leftist uh, yeah. gay um, activist views. <laughs> so if I find people, I can also refer them to your show? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. That like would be so great. Definitely. Well, they would love we can even do like a panel, you know what I mean? Whatever. Like anything. I'm down for it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, LeBron. And I hope you have a good day. You too. Thank you for inviting me. Blank period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holla if you're really feeling this. Gotta holla if you're really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holla if you're really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system. Or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Hey everyone, if you like the content that you're hearing, uh, please support the show. Uh, we have subscriptions up right now for a monthly dollar a month or up to whatever donation you feel uh, comfortable with. And also, you can hit my link bar, which is in uh, the description of the show, uh, to send me donations for Venmo and Cash App. And all this goes into bringing in better quality and also better content. Thank you. Have a good day.